0: Thanks, Emma, and thanks for all of you who um, praying. Just realizing during worship that we have a lot of students helping out today. So I'm very grateful for all of the students who are leading us in worship, or helping with the sounds. We actually have more students than not students helping us today which is great. So I think that's a really neat thing. We haven't had that before. Um, I mentioned we're starting this new sermon series uh, talking about the mission, vision, and values of uh, the church. And today we're going to spend time talking about our mission. Next week we're going to talk about our vision. And then the following eight weeks we're going to take one week each for one of our eight values. Uh, Why are we doing this? Why are we taking time to look at this? In our sermon series? Well, a couple reasons. Uh, one, and maybe you're new here and you don't necessarily know a whole lot about Faith Community Church. Uh, maybe you've been here for a long time and you need to remember, I know I do, remember uh, a little bit about our vision and, and history of the church, but also our mission and where it comes from and how it's rooted not in something we've come up with, but in the mission of Scripture, the mission of, of the Bible itself. And so I hope you, you sense those connections, that we're not just talking about faith community church, but we're talking about faith in general when we go through this series, and how we, faith community, fit into the invisible church. What do I mean when I say that? So we are a visible church. Uh, We're a body of people coming together on Sundays. Um, We can... We could count the number of people in this room if we wanted to, but we fit in with what's called the invisible church, and that is the members of church from all time and space throughout history, throughout all of the world, who are true believers in Jesus Christ. And only God knows kind of how many are in, is in that group. And so we are supposed to reflect some of what is really the invisible church. And so I hope that you come away with not just learning more about who we are as a visible body of Christ, but you learn more about the invisible church as well. So uh, to do that, because this isn't a series on a particular book of the Bible, which is what we normally do, we're doing something a little bit extra in this series to give you some opportunities during the week. To think about and meditate on the things that we are, are discussing on Sundays. And so if you notice this, this insert in your bulletin, it's, it's really designed to be uh, for you uh, to use in your personal study, and your personal devotion time. So there's three days of additional study with some Bible texts and questions uh, for you to think about. And I know that uh, the the women are going to be using some of these questions as a basis for their Bible study. So the the women are going to be going through this. um, Because really what I wanted to do by providing this was to help you see Scripture that is related to the topics we're going to be talking about each week. Okay, so let's just go ahead and dive in by starting with the mission of Faith Community Church. And when we talk about a mission, it's really supposed to be answering the question, what do we want to do? So what is it that we want to do as a church? And this is our mission that we came up with 15 years ago. Faith Community Church seeks to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with the international community of Prague by being transformed ourselves and transforming each other and our city for our good and God's glory. That's a lot of words. Uh, But a short way to think about this, really a short synopsis, would just simply be, be transformed, seek transformation. Be transformed, seek transformation. Or, we've been singing a song lately, the last two Sundays, um, about revival. Revive me. And it really starts with that. Be revived, by the Holy Spirit. Seek revival. That's another way to think about this. So, Be transformed first, and then seek transformation around you. And so let's just spend some time unpacking this and dissecting it a little bit. In this mission statement, there is an action, there's an audience, there's a method, and there's a motive. Okay? So let's look at all four of those briefly. Action, audience, method, motive. What's the action part of that mission statement? Well, it's simply to seek and seek to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. So the root of this mission statement is the action, and that is to share the gospel, literally the good news of Jesus Christ. And this is where you might say, well, isn't that the goal of like, every church and every believer? And, and, and yes, it is. It is. This is something that would be a universal goal for everyone. And so you know, part of our mission statement is rooted in something that should be The goal for everyone, for every believer in Jesus Christ. And so, uh, if that's our goal, then how do we do that? Well, we'll get to the method in just a second. Because if there's something that is truly good news, you want to share it. You want to share good news with people. If something good happens to you, nowadays one of the first things you do is you get on social media and you tell people about it. Or you call those who are closest to you to share the good news. And so if the gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ, then we are called to share that. Uh, This is where I want to turn to the the scripture that I think many of us may be familiar with, the end of the gospel of Matthew, Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. This has been called the, the Great Commission Passage. These are the final words of Jesus recorded in the gospel of Matthew, his last command, his last words to his disciples. So this is the the Great Commission. And so many of you, if you are a missionary, and we have quite a few in this room, you probably know this passage, and maybe even this passage is part of the reason why you are living cross-culturally in the Czech Republic. Because there is this idea that God commands us to go. You notice that's like the main verb of this passage, is, is to go. Now, it doesn't mean you have to Leave somewhere and go somewhere foreign and unfamiliar, but there is the idea that there is a, a, a movement. There is a movement into uh, people's lives because what is the second part? Go and make disciples. It's not sit and wait for me to return. It's not uh, write a lot of books and debate theology, and that's that's not bad. But that's not what Jesus commands his disciples to do, is to go actively move into places with others and to make disciples. Share your faith. Share the gospel. And teach, teach them. Teach them what? Verse 20, to observe all that Jesus commanded. But notice, what's the first thing he actually said before he launches into this command? The first thing he actually said is that he has authority. He says, all authority has been given to me. That's an important sort of introduction to this command. Because he's saying, he's the risen Christ at this point. He has defeated death at this point. He's a glorified body that the disciples are witnessing. And so he is the, the conquering king. And he's saying, I have authority. In other words, this is, this is my business God has given me, my Father, God the Father has given me, God the Son, the authority to to rule and to reign over this world. And the proof is the fact that I'm standing here right now talking to you disciples. I'm not in the tomb. I've defeated death. He's saying this is where it starts, the authority. And so because he has this authority, he can give this authoritative mission. And now, some people might ask, well, that's nice, but isn't this really just applicable to these 11 apostles, because there were only 11 at this point? How does this relate to us in 2022? Why, Why isn't this just meant for them? Well, a couple of reasons. One, because the last thing he says is, I am with you always to the end of the age. In other words, this is a task that is given to them that is to continue until the end of the age, until He returns, until uh, Christ comes back. In other words, uh, this world will pass away. Jesus will return in glory, and that, the end of the age, is when this task will be done. And and that hasn't happened. So it it still applies. And the other way that we know it still applies is because of the audience, and this relates to, to us in a way. Because who does He... Tell the disciples to focus on. He says, Go and make disciples of all nations. And, and you could say all people groups, all kinds of people, uh, all demographic groups. You can, you can divide that any way you want. But there is a sort of a universal scope that Jesus is giving to his disciples. And so if it applies. He didn't just say, Okay, 11 guys, go back to Jerusalem. Work there. He says, go to all people. Okay, so there is a global scope, there is a cosmic time frame, so it still applies to us today. And so, because of this idea that there is this universal audience, it brings us back up to our mission statement. Because what did our mission statement say? To share the gospel, the good news, with whom? With the international community of Prague. And this is one of the things that I love. This is a blessing that we get to have here in this place. It's because we have a lot of different nations represented. We have a lot of different people groups here in this room. We are unapologetically an international church, which means we are a church for anyone, regardless of background. Okay? That doesn't mean that other churches and other ministries and other Christians aren't as awesome as we are because they aren't trying to cross cultures or do a multinational ministry we get to this is an opportunity and a blessing that we get to have and I love it because it's reflective of I think the invisible church that we are all part of and so a, a little bit of a glimpse into the fact that we are participating in something that Christ has ordained and instituted as he talks about this audience of a global scale. Um, Now, we we do most of our ministry in in English, of course. That is our language of choice, but we try to be sensitive and aware of the other native languages that exist. Uh, Someone posted last week that their Bible study, their community group, had, I can't remember, it was like eight different nationalities. Um, nine when they counted South Carolina, which I slightly offended by, but that's all right. Uh, So there is a diversity here that we get to take advantage of. This is an incredible opportunity because the gospel is good news for all people. For all people, regardless of culture. Regardless of cultural background. So for us, for many of us in this room, when it says go, we don't have to go far. reach all peoples to all nations there are a a lot of opportunities in Prague to cross cultural boundaries but again it's okay because for some people go might mean go to work go to school go to the market and make disciples okay so because we have this wonderful opportunity It helps us more easily go and cross-cultural borders. Now, was this our original mission? No, not always. Let me give you just a little bit of a uh, a history. Our original mission, part of it at least, was to reach backpackers and travelers. And so when we first arrived, uh, uh, we did a Sunday service every Sunday in a hostel. And um, I quickly realized it was not. Necessarily sustainable And it wasn't necessarily really fun Or a passion for me It didn't necessarily feel like my calling I quickly realized I could give the same Sermon every Sunday I wasn't excited about that Um, But we saw God do great things In fact we saw A backpacker come to Christ In the time that we were working on that And focusing on that So that was great But it didn't necessarily feel like that was our calling as a team, as an initial group. And so as we started the church, the opportunity presented itself to think about being an international church that meets consistently for people who are a little more stable here in Prague. Just a little bit. (laughs) But we realized that we had this great opportunity Now, you may have a particular sense of calling based on opportunities that God gives you. That's great. And that probably will change over time. And it probably has changed over time and over seasons. But let me just give you one reason why I I love this about the church. And it actually has to do with our church logo, believe it or not.